0: Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham, solo episode uh, this this week, Uh, Mac and Mark can't be here, Uh, hopefully they'll be back next week, Uh, so big, big, massive win against Burnley, Uh, clean sheet, Sonny doing the business again, Kane as well, Uh, talk of us being title contenders, so we'll be talking about all of that and more uh, as we go on, as I go on rather. Um, so any questions at L Talk Tottenham. If you want to follow Mac at Mac1882THFC. If you want to follow Mark and don't already at 1981Spur. Uh, any questions or, or just give him a follow. Uh, but let's talk Tottenham and the Burnley game. So it's been a little while since I've done a, one of these solo. But you'll be pleased to know that with my boring voice here only... It won't be as long as the normal one, so you won't have to listen to me for that long. Uh, But, yeah, Burnley game, brilliant win there. Obviously, it was a very boring game, and there wasn't really that much to talk about. But they're the kind of games that when you're not playing well, if you want to win things, if you're not playing well, you have to find a way to win. And in the past, we haven't done that, and we've ended up struggling, drawing or conceding a last-minute goal and losing 1-0, so I think and bearing in mind that we haven't kept a clean sheet for God knows how long in the league. Uh, a huge, huge win, I think. And it will give the play- players, I think, massive belief that they can you know, go to tough places like that. I always hate when we play Burnley away because they're always a tough team. At, at home, I- I'm not that bothered. I'm fairly confident. But away to Burnley, I'm always... Uh, yeah a bit worried about that one but yeah massive win and and does that mean we're title contenders now i mean that, that was what was labelled at Jamie Redknapp Jamie Carragher Jamie Redknapp uh Gary Neville i mean i don't know why i said Jamie Redknapp Gary Neville Jamie Carragher uh, are we title contenders now um obviously they've got their opinions but i've really got into the thing that we we could be, and I think, you know, it is too early to say, I think, possibly, but I think we're, we're if we play like we are at the moment, with our forward line doing what they're doing and we can keep clean sheets, then definitely we're title contenders. The fact that Van Dyke's injured for what's looking like most of the season, Fabinho now, who's, who's replaced him, is injured as well, Man City, uh, a bit... Mm, Brilliant in one week, all over the place the next. haven't um, hit their stride yet. Yeah, I think we're definitely title contenders if we can keep, you know, doing what we're doing up the other end of the pitch. And then if we can keep clean sheets, when you've got Kane, Son, who we'll talk about later, Kane, Son doing what they're doing and then a fully fit Gareth Bale to come into that. If, if he hits anywhere near the heights that, you know, he was at before, then we're always going to score goals. And if you can keep clean sheets there. Yeah. So I'm really into this now that we are going to be title contenders this season. us, you know, did the podcast with Mark not that long ago before the season started about where we think we'd finish. And we were, I I was, uh, we can finish top four, but it will be tough. Now, I think we can win the league if we... Obviously, need a bit of luck. A bit of luck with other teams dropping points and, uh, you know, getting your points as well. But I don't, I don't see any reason why we can't end up getting a massive total of points here ourselves. We're, you know, we've got the highest score in the league at the moment. We've got the highest assister in the league. We've scored the most amount of goals. So, you know... You keep that going and keep your, get your defence sorted out, then logic dictates you're going to end up winning a lot, lot more than you're going to draw or lose. And I said it before as well on another episode, and it happened with Leicester, that confidence and momentum is a massive thing in football. So if you can end up going on a winning run, it creates confidence. It's very difficult to break that. Even when you lose a game, if you then go out the next game and win that fairly comfortably, that loss has completely been forgotten very quickly. In the same way that if you lose a few games, you know you can see the goal, and the confidence is shot to pieces because of the loss of a fair few games. So you can see the goal, and it's almost like you've lost already. Because it's like, oh, here we go again. So we've got Brighton next, which is a must-win game. You have that massive win against Burnley. And not massive because it's a title contender or top four contender. But just the way the game played out, and they're the games that you need to scrape through and win and find a way to win. So, But we have to consolidate that with a win against Burnley at home. Burnley, Brighton at home. Oh, it's late in the day. I can't even speak properly. Brighton at home. We have to get six points out of six there. And, you know, very, very quickly now as well, after this a Burnley win, that the it's still a little bit annoying because we would be top. But that West Ham game has kind of been forgotten a little bit. Whereas if we'd have uh, conceded a few goals here, um, it'd have been like, oh, here we go again. It's the same as the West Ham game. But it's kind of been forgotten. If we can then consolidate this with a win against Brighton, then it's going to be completely forgotten. And, and I think it's Man United. Chip no. I think it's Arsenal, Chelsea or someone like that. There's two of the top four teams. Um, I'll have a quick look on the internet. But there's two teams around us or where we want to finish around us that are playing against each other. Um, So that will mean that this weekend... uh, let me have a look. So th- this weekend, it will mean, there we are, Man United versus Arsenal. So one of those is dropping points. So if we can pick up a win against Brighton, we- we've got some points ahead of, of one of those teams. Um, but yeah, and then I'm not sure, is, to- is Toby and Dier the preferred uh, central defensive partnership now? I think they look pretty solid, apart from Dyer's uh, attempt to um, flick it past Chris Wood when he really, really should have been just getting rid of it into Rosehead or passing it back to Lloris. They look fairly solid. Um, they won a few headers, Burnley, and, and we'll talk about the header off the line from Kane. Um but other than crosses, they, they had a few shots where we gave it away, but they were all fairly speculative efforts, which Lloris was fairly comfortable with. So they didn't really carve us open. I think Sissoko had a fairly good game. Uh, I think him and Hoiberg-Marshlin did, did pretty well. Bele looks like he's getting better every game to the, to the player that the potential that was the player that we signed? So give it another month. Or so. we talk about Bale. Give it a month. Give it a month. Rondon Belo games under his belt, getting confidence that he's going to be, you know, in terms of the midfield first on the team sheet for most games. I think he could have a storming season as well. Uh, but the player that I want to talk about is one that doesn't kind of goes under the radar, and that's Sun. Uh, this is like <laughs> this is almost a, a Sunny appreciation podcast. Sunny appreciation episode. Uh, he's leading the score in the league. He scored four against uh, Southampton and absolutely tore them to shreds. Uh, he scored in a fair few games. He's looking absolutely razor sharp. He's causing problems all the time for defences. Uh, in previous seasons, exclude last season because he was injured as well, but previous seasons he was the one who stepped up when Kane got injured. But even this season, uh, leading scorer, it's Kane getting all the headlines. And, and, you know, rightly so, Kane should be getting headlines because he's a striker and yet he's he's got double the amount of assists that anyone else has in the league. Uh, but again, Sonny's gone under the radar a little bit and he's leading scorer in the league. And Gary Neville said it, he's very underrated. Uh, I think Gary Neville had a point and was right where he said that, you know, any club in the world would want him and if. Uh, Mane got injured, and they could, they'd be looking at him. Um, but he, he's been absolutely fantastic this season, So, uh, Even in this game, he literally did nothing. He, he had that one chance that I think Ndombele put him through, and he delayed it and delayed it, and then it was a good block by... Uh, I can't remember the defender's name, but it was a good block. But it, unlike him to delay it, I think he was obviously trying to pretend to shoot, and so he'd have a bit more space, but... He, li- he literally did nothing in the game. And then the one part that matters, in an attacking sense, he scores a goal, wins us the game. And, and I think it the header as well, there's only one place he could have put that to score unless there's a defensive mistake and then it gets caught in between someone's feet. But where he put it, top corner, that's the only place he could score. and It came fired at him from Kane's header. Very little time to react. Uh, I think it was an absolutely fantastic finish. And I read Pochettino's book, which was after that, I think the sixteen seventeen season when we lost to Chelsea uh, for the title. And he was on the verge of leaving. Pochettino convinced him to stay. So when he first joined, he was kind of a bit part player. He, he was doing bits here or there, getting in the team, out of the team, and then he, he suddenly forced himself in, and never looked back really. And he, you know, a few seasons ago, he was he was more important than Kane. I thought I thought Ericsson was the most important because he's the one who strings the game together. Son, then he was playing on the left. I think was the only one who would get the ball, kind of take someone on, create space, and uh, you know create space for Kane as well. Obviously, Kane was a focal point, so he was massively important. But I think. Without Sun there and the pace, it's easy to defend against us. So I think he was massively important there. Then Kane got injured for two seasons in a row, and it was Sun who kind of stepped up and got our goals uh, to get us wins. Uh, he's obviously a fan's favourite as well. He, from what I can see, and, and you know things I've read and stuff like Pochettino's book, he doesn't cause any problems at all. Like, out of the team, OK, I'm out of the team, in the team, yeah, I'm in the team. Doesn't cause any problems. And then now, I mean, he's 28 now, which they always say outfield players, your prime is 26, 27, 28. Uh, he's got brilliant uh, understanding with Kane. And Kane said it after the game, he's dropping deep, and Mourinho told the wide players to um, make the runs forward. Um but yeah, I mean, the Man United goal, the first goal against Man United, I mean, even, quick thinking by Kane, but he had so much to do there, son. You can, you can say bad defending and all of this business. I think the goalkeeper made a bit of a howl up by not coming out. But, you know, he had no right to score that goal. But his pace is fine, people. That's why the keeper didn't come out, because he thought, oh, OK, the defenders have got the pace there and he's. They've either not done their homework or even they didn't realise he was that quick. And it's a brilliant finish as well. A lot of players would have uh, blasted that and it would have hit De Gea in the face or something like that and gone out for a corner. But he's seen him come in, chipped it over into the corner. Lovely. The, the composure. I mean, you know, it's very easy to get a rush of blood to the head as well after the, the Burnley game last season at home, 5 0, where he got goal of the season at. 80-yard run or something ridiculous like that. It's very easy to then get caught up in that and go, oh, bang, over the bar." But he, not at all. He waited for Pope to commit himself and then rolls it the other side over him. Absolutely superb. So he, he's getting to that level again now that, that Kane kind of is, van Nistelrooy was, Shearer was, that one-on-one it's a goal. Uh, I've just mentioned the one where he delayed it a little bit, but that wasn't really one-on-one because he had two... I think he had two defenders around him. He went in the middle and it was the one on his uh, left that made the block. But again, comes up when we need him. Thierry Henry made a career out of that for Arsenal. Just doing nothing, 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 goal, 1-0 win. And so vital, so vital. So, absolutely massive player. And uh, I think, you know, Kane is obviously massively important. We'll talk about him a bit later on. Because he does deserve all the plaudits he's getting, Kane, absolutely, for the the assists he's creating and still scoring goals, clearing head, headers uh, off lines. But Son really has, has, has again, gone under the radar and yet he's a leading score in the league, and and just been absolutely phenomenal this season. And then Newcastle as well. He had two shots there, long range. Both hit the post. I mean, just unlucky there. But the, to to get just the the extra yard or half a yard to get that shot in when he was literally faced up with a defender. Uh, you know, little backlift and just ping shot, very unlucky and and we looked a completely different team complete a lot flatter there when he went off at half time and i don't think that's any coincidence that we didn't have as much attacking threat when sun went off I, I don't think it was you know you could you, very possibly newcastle stepped up and and you know closed us down a bit more but i think there were no runs in behind obviously kane and son have got that understanding now so when kane gets the ball sons on his bike because he knows the ball will come uh, morer and so, and kane don't have that uh, partnership bergwine as well but yeah there's definitely definitely missed him when he went off and we definitely looked a lot bigger threat when he's played this season and in previous seasons as well so he deserves a massive mention because he has been superb, and if you know, I bet today he's got the same amount of league goals this season than he had last. Se- that he had in the total of last season. He's only played six games. It, I the way he's going, he he could end up scoring in in the forty goal mark. Obviously, it's a you know we, we we've got Bale now to come in and, and give him a rest. We have got Vinicius to come in and give Kane a rest. So we've got strength in depth everywhere. Obviously, Sun and Kane are the two main stars, but we've got strength in depth. That if, if they're not performing or they need a vest, out you go. Someone else can come in. So it's competition for places, and competition keeps you on your toes and keeps you working hard, which we haven't had in certain positions. I've mentioned or mentioned Ali before. I think they suffered from that. Um, but yeah, like, like I said at the start of this as well, if we can keep Sun and Kane on firing all cylinders, and then get a, a fit Gareth Bale integrated in that as well, even even with fifty percent of the understand that Kane and and Sun have, we will always score goals. And if you can keep the defence sorted at the back, we've got a real chance of doing something here. And, and after the game, the Burnley game, Kane said, you know we believe we can do something special like Neville said the, not talking about the FA cup league cup or carabao cup that's a league or europa league that is and and you know very early days very early days and, and you know if we'd have held on and not got stitched up by the var against newcastle uh, and then you know not capitulated against west ham we'd be clear at the top now so that, that's the only disappointing thing, but then you get disappointments like that, and it's how you bounce back. You know, Alex Ferguson, Man United did it all the time. They lose a game after winning a fair few. They lose a game, and then you fear for the next team, and then they put that right straight away by absolutely destroying them. I, I think them beating Nottingham Forest away from home, eight-one, came after a, a shock loss, and you know that loss is completely forgotten. Then they go on another run again. You know, we had that disappointment against West Ham. Okay, put it right against Burnley and then if we can put it uh, even more right against Brighton now, we're on the right track and then keep that momentum going. We've obviously got a midweek game in Europe but he he won't play the same team that played against Burnley and we'll play against Brighton now, I don't think. Um, But yeah, absolutely massive. And let's talk about that partnership. So obviously, Kane deserves a lot of plaudits like I've said and he is getting them. Uh, Son deserves his fair share as well but, you know, being English, English, English captain, he gets a lot more um, uh, noticed, I guess. But the, the partnership, I mean, there's obviously been signs that it's been there in the past. Uh, you're not like, you know, second of uh, partnership all time in the Premier League, just in six games. There's not something that's happened at the fluidity and the rate that it's happening at the moment. So it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit. But it's obviously been a partnership that's been brewing for how many years they've both been there. Uh, Pochettino started that off as uh, Mourinho magnanimously. I think that's the right word, isn't it? <laughs> uh, he, for those who don't know, he was asked about that. you know, And he said, it's not just me who deserves the credit, it's Pochettino as well. So it's obviously been born from Pochettino and then Mourinho's getting the benefits of it now after a few little tweaks, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it's obviously been there, and now they're, they're really working together. So when Kane gets the ball, goes through. And it, what was the last game? West Ham. It was swapped around, so Sun was deep, and he looked for Kane. He just delayed his pass at a slight fraction, or, or Kane made a, a run too quick, and it went through to Kane. Another long ball, similar to the uh, ball that Kane played for Sun's first goal against uh, West Ham. Uh, And he was offside Kane. So there's obviously a partnership there. So whoever gets it deep, the other one runs. Uh, Morva doesn't seem to have that understanding. Bale's a proper clever player, knows how to win games. So he'll make those runs and he can make those passes as well. Um, So, yeah, this partnership is just absolutely on fire at the moment. Uh, Kane, the... Only player in history, I think, I could be wrong on this, only player in history to have assisted four, the same player four times in one game. That was Sun against Southampton. Uh, but you look to that game and all of the goals are fairly similar. Kane drops deep, Sun's on his bike, Kane looks for him. And then Sun obviously does the rest with the uh, composure that we were talking about. Um, yeah, and, and yeah. you get asked, like, you know. Is he world class, son. Absolutely, and and, and if Marnay, Salah, Firmino are class as world class, his son definitely is. Um, but yeah, it, those two are two of the hottest players, forward players, going right now in in world football. I'd say, and if they can keep that going, they're going to have a phenomenal season, and we're only going to reap the benefits from that. Uh, but yeah, obviously Kane is seen as the number nine, the striker. You know, he's always been more than that. He, even even when he first came in, he was tracking back and then you know, loses the ball up top, tracks back and then makes a, a challenge. But he, he's added even more now, so dropping deep. Uh, he said that was a, a kind of a natural progression and Mourinho coaching a, a joint thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think he's an intelligent player. A, a, a very Sheringham-esque Intelligence knows where the space is, knows that Sun's got the pace that he doesn't necessarily have, so Sun can go forward and make the runs old, and knock it over the top. Got Bale neck to come as well, where the Bale's got as... He won't have as much pace, but he'd still be fairly nippy, I think. Um, but then, you know, West Ham at the end of the first half, he's the one making a complete a block, defensive block, and then, the, the you know, we talk about Sun winning the game... Kane saved the game, really, before that with a a brilliant header off the line from, I think, Tarkovsky's header, which was almost point blank. I think it was in the six-yard box, so you can ask questions about how um, he was able to get the header, so we'll get into that. Um, But, yeah, the the awareness of Kane, it's gone over his head. Okay, I can't do anything about here. Let me get in a defensive position in case it goes in. Doherty was there as well, but obviously has seen Kane move, so it's just stayed a bit wider. Uh, And Kane's the one who heads it off the line. And then he goes and sets up the winner. An unbelievable player. He's becoming an all-rounder, even though he is a striker. And he's still scoring goals. Son's got eight league goals. Kane's got five, you know, in six games. That's, you know, around about 30 a season to carry on at that rate. Um, But, yeah, he's just, he's looking a leader as well, Kane. He get he drops deep he's the one who wants the ball he he's the one who's gonna make something happen and and it's just so refreshing to see isn't it really um we we've got two players on the top of their form uh, linking up at will uh and you know Teams now must know what the plan is. Kane drops deep, Sun goes out, and, and the ball goes over the top to Sun. But being able to stop it is something completely different. Um, so, yeah. So. Yeah, I wanted to talk about those two. Kane, obviously, has had all the talk. So, you know, we've been talking about him for, for weeks. So you don't need to talk about him as much because you know what you're getting with him. But definitely Sun. He, he needs some appreciation there and some uh, acknowledgement, I think. Spurs fans know what he's about and and will give that acknowledgement but in in the media he seems to kind of go under the radar which yeah give him some acknowledgement okay so we'll take a break there uh, after some richly deserved sunny appreciation which uh, the way the season going he's going to get a lot more uh mentions uh, as the season progresses uh, but Take a break there, talk about the game afterwards, the defence. And again, uh, Lamella as well, I think, deserves a mention because he he did well in the game. Um, And yeah, whether we're title challengers this season again, we'll talk about that. So back in a bit. And we're back. So I, I guess I'd better talk about the game a little bit and how I thought it went. So obviously... The change in defence was Sanchez out after a not great game against West Ham. I uh, felt a bit sorry for him. He played in Europe as well, got clean sheets, so that will be good for him. But obviously, Toby was brought in for his aerial ability, which is burned his main threat, Wooden Barnes, up top. Uh, and then Tarkovsky from corners as well. Uh, Toby, I thought, played really well. And, and like I say, apart from Dyer trying to flick it, past Wood when he was running towards his goal, and it should have just been, you know, I think that was a nil-nil as well. Um, Apart from that, which was a stupid area to try and do that and a stupid thing to do, uh, but he got away with it with a handball because it was point-blank range on Wood's arm, which is a little bit unlucky. Uh, He played pretty well as well, I think. Uh, Second half, he let a a free header happen, happen again. I think Tarkovsky, but it was one where he was slightly behind him, so it went over the bar fairly comfortably. Uh, I'm not sure if he's got a weakness in the air. I mean, Newcastle, he, he got bullied by Andy Carroll, but I think most defenders in the Premier League would. Maybe Van Dijk wouldn't. But, yeah, I think Carroll is so good in the air, so I'm not sure you can judge Dive on that. But, yeah. And he didn't get done too many times. Uh, but maybe, you know, uh, it was for... Toby to see the danger there and then get in for the header. But he, he played pretty, pretty well, I thought, out of the field. Burnley don't have a massive amount of pace, which is uh, one of Toby's um, weaknesses these days, getting older. Uh, but then, is it, you know, John Terry never really had pace, but he had understanding of the game and then, you know, awareness and decision making. Yeah. Uh, You know, the the first half as well, we were slightly too slow in the play and all we really had was uh, Alderbeer's ball over the top, which is fairly easy to defend against. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it was a Warriors performance from Alderbeer as well. He got cut open. uh, Barnes jumping with an elbow. Should he have been sent off? I'm not sure. I don't... I haven't seen it again, but I, I didn't get the... Uh, when I looked at the replays during the game that he was looking at ear and going, oh, I'm going to elbow him here. I think it was just one of those things and unfortunate. But what I would say about it is it wasn't even looked at by VAR, which, you know, when you consider Man United, Martial was sent off for literally a flick in the face, which the man has gone down, but he's, he you know, wouldn't have hurt a child that. And someone's had a cut just above their eye with an elbow, and VAR doesn't even look at it. So, again, a little bit inconsistent. I I don't think it was a red card. I think it was just accidental, but, you know, VAR doesn't even look at it. But Barnes didn't really do anything in the game. We, we, We kept him at bay fairly well. Wood had a couple of chances, but that was about it. Westwood had a shot from... Again, outside of the area, most of the shots were outside of the area. Fairly comfortable for Loy, so they went wide or over fairly comfortably. Uh, there was one chance that he had westward that I'm thinking about. Doherty dived in on the right and got done too easily, and Ndombele was beaten for strength too easily. Uh, but again, the shot, we, we grouped up fairly well, uh, surrounded him, and then he was forced to have a shot, which didn't really cause any problems. Uh, Docty ended up not sure if he ended up um, playing on his mind because he was um, messing around with it a lot uh, towards the end of the first half trying to be too clever with it rather than just get rid of it and then second half we started off Davies poor passing but he he played fairly well I thought I was slightly surprised when Gullion didn't play but then he's a an attacking player and obviously the plan was to try and be vigilant and knowing what Burnley would try and do so you've got to keep your positions and then try and nick a goal uh, which we did so it's good tactics from Jose there and, and obviously it's worked because we won 1-0 but, but that, that's what I mean this season with a uh, uh, competition not only we've got competition we, we've got plans different plans for different games so you've got Vergulion who can play who's, who's cavalier going forward maybe not the great defensively Whereas Davies, a bit more reserved going forward, a bit more defensive positioning. So you've got that contrast there that you can play one. If you need to be more defensive, you can play Davies. If you expect to have more of the ball and more of the chance, you can play Mergulian. Um More of a... He went off for Lamella. I wouldn't say Lamella changed the game, but we definitely looked better with Lamella on. Um, But the issue with Lamella is, is he a starter or is he kind of an impact sub or or someone like that? But again, he he played really well against Man United for the first half, but then pretty much other than Lloris, who didn't really have anything to do, everyone played well in that game. But what I like about Lamella is, (laughs) Mourinho said in the documentary, we all need to be the C word, uh, and he's really taken that to heart. and, And Better stat today, he's never been sent off for us, even though he gets into fights and just seems to rile people up. Incredible stat, but yeah, he 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 was the one who was looking for passes, running with it, trying to find runners. Uh and, and when he came on, Sun seemed to make runs as well. Uh, so maybe that was a tactical thing. It's okay, keep it tight for an hour, then we'll bring someone on if it's still nil nil, and then you can try and win the game. So maybe it's something like that, but he definitely made runs and looked for the pass and was looking forward and looking positive, which, again, maybe Mora was told not to. But I love Moore as you know, because of the Ajax game. But I think he's falling down the pecking order a little bit. Obviously, when Bales fit, him and Bergwijn, I think, are going to be bench players, squad players. And we'll play the odd game here or there from the start because we, we need that. Uh, but they're not going to be first choice. Uh, but I definitely think Moro is better as a sub. When, and same with Bergvine. Bergvine, I will say, out of our wide players, is the best player that we've got who will track back and help the fullback out. Very similar to Lennon, I think. But obviously, what you want from your wide players there is to run at people, not run back with people. Um, but again, if you need to be a bit more defensive, you can bring Bergvine on there, knowing that um, he's going to track back. But yeah, I I think both of those. Certainly, Mora is going to be better as a sub where um, defenses are tired, the wing backs are tired. Get the ball, take people on. Um, Yeah. Um, So I didn't think he had a bad, bad, bad game. It was a fairly bad game anyway. So it's very difficult to kind of judge. Like Kane didn't have one shot on goal, apparently, from what I saw in the stats. So you could argue that you take the goal aside and the goal-line clearance where he didn't really have a good game, but he's obviously been involved in the two decisions that have won the game, uh, two instances that have won the game. Um, Yeah. And, but, yeah, you know, if Morva was not doing anything like that in a game that we won 5-0 and we're having 20-odd chances, then you'd be like, hey, he's had a bad game there. But I don't think anyone had what would you call a fantastic game because it wasn't a fantastic game. Uh, what I would like to say as well is we were under we scored the goal. We were under the cost there. We knew, we knew that uh, Burnley would come and try and make it difficult and get chances from crosses. They have two corners there when you like, oh, God, don't get free headers or don't give anything away. First one, Loris comes out, catches it, falls to the floor, commanding really commanding there i haven't seen him do that for uh that often usually he punches it uh but he, he does that falls to the floor gives us a breather and then a minute later they get another corner it's like oh god here we go again exactly the same comes for it catches it on the floor gives them a break absolutely superb for for, for a keeper as well who didn't really have that much to do in the game i can't really remember him having to make a save other than Ones that are straight at him or, or, or not hit that well. Um, so to be able to do that as well when we're under pressure, and you need that. Like I think Alex Ferguson said, a good goalkeeper saves ten points a season or something like that. Um, and you know, obviously, you think with keepers flying saves and one-on-one saves, but things like that, which will give so much confidence to the defence, going ah, well, you know, we we've got this keeper behind us. And that will help. with. So I say keep our defence type. But it's also the goalkeeper as well. So it's the four in front and the goalkeeper. And things like that. Look, you know, He's been superb since the restart at the end of last season, Loris. I was very critical of him before, certainly last season. So we need a new goalkeeper. But now, the only goalkeeper we need is a reserve one for the moment. Because Loris has been superb and proper captain performance. And, and those two catches there just worth their weight in gold sometimes in a game where you're really really under the cosh or you know you need to just slow the game down and, and break up attacks and stop momentum you know we can see the three against West Ham but he couldn't really do anything about any of them maybe he should have saved the last one but it was hit so well um, but yeah and, and no Bale uh, he didn't come on Vinicius was going to come on and then some score, so it might be one of them where he's like, yeah, we've scored a goal. Bollocks. I'm not going to be coming on now. But I I think if we're beating Brighton fairly comfortably towards, you know, 70 minutes, he'll come on. He'll definitely play uh, on Thursday uh, in Europe. Uh, It's already been announced by uh, Sacramento, I think, that Bale's starting uh, but with Bale, it's all about fitness. And, and that was a game there where it's it's not about fitness there. It's about getting over the line. And it, he needs players he can trust. And I'm not sure he can trust Bale at the moment because his fitness isn't quite there. Uh, but give it a month, he'll be like son and Kane, I, I would think, straight in the team. Um, but yeah, so uh, does he start against Brighton? I think he possibly does although he will be playing on Thursday. If if he plays the full game on Thursday, I don't think he'll start against Brighton. If he, the the same as we had against uh, the previous European game, uh, he came off, I think he will start against Brighton because about getting fitness up and he can win you games on his own. Uh, Even now, without the blistering pace, I would imagine he doesn't have that he had before. He can still win you games on his own. Um, So I think the plan will be European, start him, bring him off after an hour, 70 minutes, start him against Brian, see how long he can go for. Uh, and then get a, a fit bail integrated into that forward line. Toby and die I'd like to see that partnership carry on. Played really well against, against a real tough and physical battle there. Uh, like I said, Toby is going to be the common influence there. Um. He's the one who's going to lead the line. You have a defend. You have a defender who's the one who leads the line. It could be the goalkeeper as well, but in terms of the back four, it'd be a defender, a commanding defender. Van Dyke will do it for Liverpool. Out will to do it for us, uh, and then you yeah, know, Die will learn so much from that. Sanchez as well when he comes in. Um, so I, th- I think he'll he w- he won't against you in Europe. Sanchez will play in it. And maybe Rodon as well. It was good for him to get on, and, and I'm not sure if he had a touch, but he was obviously brought on because he's six foot four. Like I think Mark mentioned last uh, episode, uh, six foot four. So against a team who predominantly are aerial, an aerial team, he came on for that, and then um, you know, first Premier League appearance uh, will be huge for him, even if he didn't do that much. You know, just the occasion, and and you know. Getting onto a Premier League game, so I, I think he might start with Sanchez, or, or it might be Aderville and one of them uh, in Europe. But I think for the league it would be Toby and Dyer. And like I said, I thought they did quite well, apart from Dyer's a mistake, which he got lucky with. Um, but yeah, and, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see how how that develops. But like I said, you get Son, Kane still doing what they're doing, Bale integrated in that you know, get your defence sorted out, we could be title contenders for sure. So I'm... I'm. After the game, I was really optimistic. I was like, we can win the title here. We can win the title here. I think I, think I put a tweet out saying something like that. Uh, but, you know, it's not just, you know, the game was won, adrenaline was there that we won a game. I honestly think we can. And we, we're very similar to Liverpool in a sense that... I keep mentioning it. When Bale gets fit and that's our three front line, it's very similar to Liverpool. Um, Yeah, and and what we've also got now is uh, talking about Europe. It was a good win, 3-0. I didn't see the game. I saw the highlights, but I don't think we were really out of first gear for most of that. Uh, The only highlight I saw that they had was a long-range shot, which Joe Hart gets beaten from there. It's pretty disappointing. Uh, he made a good flying save, but again, it was a long-range effort. And and Vinicius, let's talk about him. I would say Sun never gets any appreciation. Uh, we haven't had a second striker to give any appreciation to, really. Uh, but he played really well in that. And you can argue, yeah, it was against a weaker team, but it was his first game at a new club, and it looked like he'd been playing there for a long, long while with those players because he was linking up with them. That the, the header for Sun's goal set him up superb header that was it be very easy to just glance that off and not go anywhere or end up heading it too hard and it goes to the keeper or hits sun on the leg and bounces off but absolutely perfectly weighted for sun to just run onto. he doesn't have to break his stride and then the keeper commits himself sun sticks at the other side uh he had a header first off before we scored and he kind of fluffed his lines there didn't really connect properly so I'd like to think that was just nerves like, oh, it's a new club, I wanna do well. But what I was impressed with is it was didn't let that festo or anything like that. It's just okay, right, that's happened. But and mentioned about Sun, but the, the the touch from I think it was Davies. Might not have been. Not sure who played the long ball, but it's a long ball to him. He takes it completely in his stride. It was good running from Moore there, to be fair. I mentioned more, we're not doing that much earlier. But it was good running in anticipation that you've seen Vinicius take the ball to the left, I'll run inside. Uh, and then Vinicius, lovely passing tomorrow. And light like sun, he's waiting for the commit, keeper to commit himself, stick it the other side. Uh, Bale going forward. Uh, yeah trying to put a cross in. Should have used his right foot, but doesn't matter. He didn't really get enough on it and then the defender panicking knowing Vinicius is there. Puts it in. It's, it's just a shame for his performance, Vinicius, that he didn't uh, get the goal himself. It's a pity the defender did it for him because it would have been done. It, his performance deserved that and it would have been the icing on the cake for him. So it's just a little shame, but 3-0 win and he, it, and it. He looks to have presence as well. I think he's over six foot, so he's taller than Kane. But it looks, it looks like he's got um, presence there. So he can hold it up. I, I've said before, the weakest part of Kane's game, I think, is the hold-up play. Uh, you look at when the ball goes up long to him, wins the header, no one's there. Uh, and the majority of times he doesn't win the header. He's doing it a lot more this season, though. I have to give him credit for that. So maybe he has been working on that and, he is winning a lot more headers, but no one's around him. So I think that's. Well, he probably won't win the header, so let's not expel the energy. If you should look at someone like a Drogba, whenever the ball went up to him, there's people surrounding him because they know he'd win the flick on. Um, but it looks like Vinicius can be that player. And then, you know. so I, So via that logic and, and the fact that Kane's dropping deep now, I don't think it's just a replacement and a backup for Kane. I think it's a plan B. I think it's someone who can play with Kane and you can have Kane dropping deep or play a four-four-two. but Kane's the sharing of that partnership to Vinicius Klingsman who stays up field as the number nine. And then uh, Kane sharing him at the number 10, which is similar to what he's doing at the moment with Sun. It's just that Vinicius isn't going to be as quick, uh, but he'll be a focal point. Certainly in games when you're, you're under the cosh, um, Play it up to him, and he'll keep it. Uh, and then, yeah, and I think the, the chances he got there, and the, where he was for for the Bale, the own goal that Bale put the cross in for, he was he was there. So you know, it, the, the issue that I had with uh, Janssen, and it was something that I never realised until Rude Hullet of all people said it on match of day two or match of the day, is that. He was never playing within the air, the the width for the 18-yard box. So when the ball went into the box, he was out wide, whereas Vinicius there was always in the middle. He was there for his header, which he kind of fluffed his lines a little bit. He was at Suns' goal. He was in the 18-yard box, but obviously the ball was floated to him, so he couldn't really generate any power or Suns' run. So let's not be selfish. Pick pick it to Sun, get an assist. So I, I think that's a Brilliant signing! I think it'll be a brilliant signing. He's obviously got goals in him because he scored a hatful last season for, I think it was Benfica. Um, so yeah, very excited by him. And and what we've got now is complete competition for places in that front four. So you know you got, say Kane, Son, Bale are the top three, but then you've got. Bergwijn, Mora, Lamella, Vinicius to come in if one of them isn't pulling their weight or one of them needs a rest, which you haven't had before. You know, Previously, Sun or Kane, get, take last season at the end of last season, just before the restart, Kane and Sun injured. We had no one. We had no one to play up top. And we just didn't look like they knew what they were doing. Whereas now, completely different. And then... Massive props to Jose for that and to Levy as well for obviously buying the players that Mourinho wants. And I'd imagine there was some resistance there, but it's like, yeah, Mourinho, I don't think, will take no for an answer when he wants something like that. And, um yeah, I, I, I think it could be a really, really good season here. Obviously, we... Injuries, suspensions and whatever, and hopefully we don't have another lockdown, touch wood. Although, if we did have another lockdown, it's for reasons far more important than football. Um, But I think, with luck on our side, I think um, we can definitely do something this season special. I think the lack of fans is is a factor as well. Certainly, we like Anfield, because Bielsa said it when Leeds went there their first game of the season. It's not Anfield without the fans. Yeah, and then with Man United, I think Pogba certainly. Without the fans, they're getting on your back. It's easy to hide and don't can't be bothered. I won't get moaned at by fans. I'll just get moaned at by uh, players. That's all right, and manager. So I think that's happening as well. And it's been a very strange season. I mean, Liverpool conceding seven goals in one game. Um, Just crazy. I think that's more than we've conceded. No, it's slightly less, isn't it? We conceded about eight, I think. Um, one against Everton, one against Newcastle, two against Southampton, one against United, three against West Ham. Yeah, we conceded eight. Um Yeah, and five conceded by Man City against Leicester and then them drawing games. Everton, will they... They'll probably think Everton in the same way that we're thinking now they've got a real good team and can have a really good go. Um, So yeah, will we win the league? That remains to be seen. Can we win the league? Absolutely. Absolutely. If we can keep what we're doing happening and sort of defence out like it was against Burnley, I don't see any reason why we can't mount a serious title challenge. And we've got now a serial winner in Mourinho who knows how to, you know... He's a manager that when you're in the conversation for for winning a title, a lot of the times, he's the one who ends the conversation. So we got him. Kane's looking like a real leader. We've got Bale, who's won pretty much everything in club football. Uh, Hoiberg, who looks like a real leader. Adderfield, I think he's... Dyer, I think is Loris, who's looking like a real leader now. So I, I said it a while ago. I can't remember when, what, what, what episode. But you need a spine of leaders there. So you look at Mourinho at um, Chelsea. He had the spine of leaders. He had a check goal. I think it was check at the time. Terry in midfield in defence. Lampard in midfield. Drogba up top. All leaders all through the spine. We've missed that in recent years. Uh, we had it in that 16-17 season. But I think we've got it again. Loris, Alderweald. Hoyberg, Kane. Bale. So I think we've got a real, real... Spine of leaders and a spine that he can build his team around. And then now we've got options. You know, not working with Kane, not working with Son. OK, let's um play a hold-up game and, and, you know, bring people into play, bring Vinicius on. Yeah, so, yeah. This, 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 uh, <laughs> this part of the conversation will come back to haunt me if we end up not finishing in the top four. But I'm, I'm really optimistic about this season now. I think Jose's really looked at it what I need for this team as well as what I've got. I think he's really looked at that and bought very wisely and we've had a superb transfer window. I think you can always do better can't you because you haven't bought Messi in but you, you know or Mbappe but realistically I think it's probably the best transfer window we we've could have had and, and basically every player in there it's been a player that we need or a position that we need so it's not it's not like a Mourinho a United buying Alexi Sanchez which was just a crazy thing and just like because we can I think it's been everyone has been bought for a specific reason because we need it and I think it's a proper plan of buying players rather than just we have money let's buy players to appease the fans uh, so I think we've now got strength in depth we, we've got cover in every position which we haven't had for a while. And I don't think we have had, even that 16, 17 season, we, we had a, possibly the best first 11 in the league. But in terms of the the 22, we were short in a few places. Whereas this season, I think we've got cover in every position and and that will create competition, make players better. You've already seen it with Aurier. He looks a, a lot better. Uh, hopefully Ali can get into that. As well, but you know, Undombele looks completely different player. So you could argue that he's at like almost like a new signing in the middle of that midfield. And the fact that La is not getting in the team just goes to show that the strength and depth that we have. And now we've brought winners in, and yeah, I, I think we can have a real, real, real good go at this title here. But we have to consolidate that win against Burnley with Brighton uh, after hopefully a nice another good win more fitness for Bale, a goal for Vinicius and more fitness and integration into the team for, for him. Uh, so yeah, ho- hopefully those things can happen. Okay, so about done for the for this episode. Been on, uh, doing it solo again after so long of uh, having people doing it with me, which I, I might prefer doing it with Mark and Mac or, or both. Uh, adds to the conversation I've just realised how much I waffle on and talk about the same things over and over again so you probably only need to listen to about half half of this to get what I'm talking about because the rest of it is just me repeating stuff Uh, but there will be another one after the uh, Brighton game so hopefully uh, both Matt and Mark Matt? Mac and Mark will be here for that uh, talk about that and hopefully talk about another win another few sunny goals getting uh, assists and uh, You know, maybe a cameo or or starting role by Bale as well and another clean sheet. So uh, hopefully we win the European game and, you know, gives us more confidence there. Another clean sheet and then can do the business against Brighton and really, you know, get the people talking about title challenge. So until then, come on. you.